Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am recording this in lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it just started raining. And today is Sunday, October 8th in the year 2023. And wow, 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 do we have a big week ahead. So the biggest news of the week is that there's an eclipse. And it is next Saturday, the 14th. It is a solar eclipse. And in honor of eclipse season, I am giving an eclipse masterclass on Tuesday, the 10th. This is two days from now. It will be at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, and it's called the Energetics of Eclipses. And I invite you to come to this because it's going to be a wonderful explanation of eclipses. It's only $33, and you will learn so much. It's going to describe, or I'm going to describe, why eclipses are so intense and what makes an eclipse happen anyway. What should we do? The do's and don'ts of eclipses. What eclipses actually do in our astrological charts and you know that they shake us out of complacency because there's a shadow component to eclipses and there's a place that we are not acknowledging or not willing to deal with in our lives so we get a bit shaken up during an eclipse and it brings things to the table that we must contend with so we're going to discuss all of these things, and there's going to be some special offers for mentoring and stuff that I will be offering on Tuesday evening during the Energetics of Eclipse Masterclass. So I welcome all of you. If you aren't sure to how to sign up, here's the instructions. You can go to my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, go to book online and scroll down and you will see the Energetics of Eclipses as a masterclass offering. The other thing you can do is just say, hey, Deb, send me a link, please. And you can do that through a DM on Instagram, which is the Golden Astrologer. Or you can write to me at email, deb at debmcbride.com or info at thegoldenastrologer.com. Both of those will get to me. And I invite you to write to me and just say, Deb, I need the link and I'll send it to you and you can sign up. Join me. It's going to be fun. People have already signed up. We're looking for a good crowd, and it's never dull with eclipses, so it won't be a dull masterclass. Not that masterclasses are ever dull, but join me. It's only 33 bucks. You can't afford to miss it. This will serve you. This information will serve you time and again, year after year, because eclipses happen every six months, and every six months, we are shaken out of complacency, okay? So, you know, this is going to give you some very interesting uh, information and help you understand them better. So that's one thing. It is a solar eclipse in Libra. It's a new moon. And that is what we're going to be discussing on Tuesday evening. And we'll be discussing the lunar eclipse that happens on the 28th, which is a couple weeks away. Actually, it's only it's three weeks away from now, but it's two weeks. Eclipses happen two weeks apart. And this next eclipse will be the 28th, and that one is the lunar, and that's going to be in Taurus. In the meantime, let's look at what's going on right now. Venus today, da-da-da, blow the trumpets. Venus is going into Virgo, 9-11 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 7-11 my time here in Costa Rica, and she's finally out of her shadow. Venus has finally left her shadow. So if you are breathing a sigh of relief since July 22nd or 
really before that because there was the pre-shadow period. Um, I really believe that you have, you've probably felt a shift. And it really is different. I really felt it the last couple of days that, you know, Venus just, the veil was lifted. <laughs> and there's no more in the shadow. There's no more Venus, uh, you know, traveling through, wading through the mucky uh, experience of the retrograde. And now we are on the other side of it. So we can breathe a sigh of relief. Venus has moved on and thus endeth another successful retrograde. If you hear hissing in my background, it's rain and it's thundering as well. So just to let you know. Um, so that's the one thing that's happening today is that Venus is going to go into Virgo and she's fully, completely done with this retrograde. On the other hand, Mars is squaring Pluto, and that's going to happen a few minutes prior to Venus moving into Virgo, and that is at 9.05 p.m. Eastern Time, and the experience of that is always a little uh, thorny, shall we say. Mars and Pluto are very related to one another, as Pluto is the higher octave of Mars, and they are both rulers of Scorpio. They are both you know, about power and confidence. They are both about owning our confidence, owning our power, fighting the good fight. And both planets are in cardinal signs, which are the initiators of the zodiac. And these are very uh, intense moments when Mars and Pluto get together. Now, one of the highlights of this and one of the other components of this week is that Pluto is going direct. So as Mars is squaring Pluto, this is a stationary Pluto. Pluto is stopping in the sky after all these months. It went retrograde back in May, and now it's going direct on Tuesday the 10th, and it is going to be, again, 9, 10 p.m. <laughs> 9 o'clock at night seems to be the hour for all of this. But 9, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7, 10 p.m. my time on Tuesday. So I think the masterclass will probably be just about finished at that point and we will be heavily in that station of Pluto going direct once Pluto goes direct Pluto will be going headed for Aquarius okay it's going to go direct and it's going to finish and there we have the thunder yes the gods have spoken Pluto is going straight for Aquarius where it will get to on January 21st of next year not so far away we are closing in on the end of this year but remember, once it goes direct, it's now focused on going into another sign. And that is a big deal because remember how we had it going into Aquarius earlier this year. So it was, you know, February, March, it went in in March. And then there was a rave up, you know, like the energy got stirred up on the way there. And I really felt that. Um, well, of course, I'm an Aquarius, but I really felt that shift, and I think a lot of people did. Now, we all feel this shift. So I was just, I'm very keenly aware of these things because it's in my nature to be that way, obviously. But we're all going to feel this on some level. And you need to be aware that things are shifting and changing. And as we move through the end of this year, Probably a lot of the things you experienced earlier this year 
are going to come back up again. So if there were things that were going on for you February and March, you're going to start feeling those again, okay? It was a new energy when it went into Aquarius, brand new, but this time it's going back. So it's already going to bring back things that we experienced. I know I had some very vivid telling dreams at that time, and I was also having a lot of problems sleeping. Not that I don't anyway, but um, this was a particular pattern that I was not uh, having before. So I had a particular pattern as Pluto got closer and closer to getting into Aquarius. And once it got into Aquarius, it all leveled off and I was normal again. But um, whatever that means. <laughs> um, but what's normal for an Aquarius, right? And with, with an outer planet going at its sign. Um, this, is, this is really profound that we're having this shift. So this is, this is the second to last time that we are going to have Pluto go direct in Capricorn and head into Aquarius because so there will be three altogether. There was last year, there's now, and then there'll be one next year because it will tiptoe back into Capricorn for a moment next September, October, and then go back into Aquarius before the end of 2024. So there's going to be a very short amount of time where Pluto will be in Capricorn, but that will be the last time Pluto is in Capricorn in our lifetime unless you're going to live another 250 years. But in the meantime, you should be aware that things are getting, you know, raked up, that things are getting very much brought out of the underworld. Okay, so this is the end of Capricorn. You know, there's a lot going on in the world, as we know. There's a lot, especially just in the last few days, there's a lot going on in the world. And, you know, between the eclipses and between the... Pluto going direct, I think this is a very intense week. So hang on to your hat. You know, this is this is sometimes the gods are speaking again. <laughs> and uh, this was this was going to be a week that was profound and powerful. Now, this is only OK. This is only a few components of it. So I already talked about today's aspects. We got Pluto going direct. Look for that. Look for the transformation in your life. Look for what needs to change. And this is a good week to do that because when we've got eclipses, at the same time Pluto's going direct, that means that the darkness, the shadow, the underworld needs some revelation, okay? So this is really important. This is really important, okay? So pay close attention this week. This is a, a major turning point. Once Pluto goes into direct motion and it heads towards Aquarius, there's no turning back, okay? We're not turning back like we did over these last few months. Pluto is headed towards Aquarius and that is that sign of revolution and, you know, powerful groups and communities and uprisings of groups and communities. And if you want more information, I have a masterclass on that. Pluto in Aquarius, Saturn in Pisces, Pluto in Aquarius also available on my website and you know I gave that one back a few months ago back in March and I really invite you to look at that it will go more deeply into the experience of Pluto in Aquarius Pluto is going to be in Aquarius most of next year okay so we're getting revved up for transformation eclipses usually bring some sort of transformation and we've got Pluto on top of it okay so I really really think that this week 
you know, stay close to your, to your radio <laughs> and listen for news. <laughs> stay close to your radio and listen for news. Then we have, you know, not to, not to besmirch Venus, who has, who's going into Virgo. She's going to oppose Saturn. So the Saturn-Venus opposition is an annual event. And this time, because Saturn has retrograded back to zero Pisces, as soon as Venus pops into Virgo later today, she's going to oppose Saturn tomorrow or really in, well, really 2.11 a.m. on Tuesday Eastern time. Okay, so it's late tomorrow night really like a little after midnight for me, and then 2, 11 a.m. Tuesday morning. So this is another thing happening, okay? Saturn and Venus. Saturn and Venus, we have all the time. This happens, they happen in squares, they happen in conjunctions. The opposition, like I said, happens once a year. When Venus opposes Saturn. Now, this can be really good for structure. It can be really good for getting uh, very grounded, you know, emotionally, it can be really good for the, the creative impetus to feel like you have a real direction, okay? The creative spirit having a real direction. But it's also, you know, it's Saturn-Venus. It's not something that's um, fun, you know? <laughs> it is something that is a little restricting, a little limitation, a little bit of each of those things. So please pay attention to that. And don't feel unloved. Don't let yourself feel unloved in this process because it can feel a little bit like that. And so one of the things we want to be aware of is how much we are loved and how we are loved and that this is a very intense week. And the last thing you need to do is not love yourself, okay? And Saturn Venus is a little, it's a little complicated and it's, it's coupled with Pluto going direct and eclipses. And then the sun is going to oppose Chiron late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning. So there's, there's a lot of oppositions and a lot of some thorny prickly energy this week. Okay. So we have to stay on our toes. We have to stay on our toes because, you know, Saturn opposite Venus Chiron and the sun opposite one another. These are not cozy, warm, cuddly aspects, all right? Neither is the Mars-Pluto that's happening today. And, you know, we may look for some comfort in our week, and we have to seek that in maybe in various places that we're not used to seeking that. The obvious places, you may not get the comfort you're seeking. So be aware of that. The thing to do during this time is love yourself, is really, really give yourself love and give yourself empathy and the compassion and all the things that you know you need at this time when we have such dramatic aspects all happening at the same time, okay? The sun in Chiron, you know, Venus, Saturn, don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up. Sit with yourself. Get past these things. Let them move through you. They are just passing aspects. Let them move through you and do not indulge it or overindulge it. Understand it, be with it, connect with it, let it go. Okay? Let it go. Do not dwell in this place because then it's just going to make everything harder. One step at a time, self-love, self-empathy, self-care, all those things are really important right now. 
please, please be aware of that and just connect with a strong sense of self. You're strong, you're capable, you'll move through this. Mars is moving into its own sign, well, its former rulership of Scorpio on Wednesday. Late Wednesday, early Thursday, depending on where you live. So this is actually good because Mars likes to be in Scorpio and it's a good thing. Mars really likes to be in Scorpio. It will be trining Saturn Friday morning, the 13th. This is good. This is a supportive aspect. After Saturn gets the zap from Venus, it will smooth things out with Mars. So this is something really that we want to be grateful for. This is something to, for gratitude because there are, there's a lot of bumpy aspects this week, okay? And, you know, this is a complicated time <laughs> and we have to be grateful when these little things happen like Mars goes into its own place. It gets out of Libra, which is a good thing because it really does not belong there. And it can act and be strong and be its valiant self in Scorpio and it can really make things happen there. After all, when Mars is in its own domain, it has the guts and the resilience and everything it needs to get through things. So this is going to give us some strength at the end of the week. Interesting. Well, middle of the week, end of the week, but interesting because we're going to go through all these things, you know, between today and Tuesday, and then the strength really comes later. So maybe these things that we have to experience are going to like make us stronger and we're going to have more resilience and more guts. And that's what Mars and Scorpio is. It's really gutsy. So we're going to move into the gutsiness of this and sort of let that be, you know, your resilience. I know it's a fixed sign. So don't let you, don't let yourself get too stubborn, but it's good because we need, we need that Mars and Scorpio. We need the strength of that right now. And that's going to help us as we get through these next few days. And it, as we get close to that eclipse, it's much better when a planet goes into its own domain. Okay. It's much better when we get some real experience of some deep, juicy, Marsy energy. Okay, that's that's what's going to serve us. And and Venus, while she's not entirely in love with being in Virgo, she you know, there is a lot of Earth in the sky. There is she's in Leo right now, and she's the only thing we really have in fire except Chiron and the North Node. There's not a whole lot well the, the moon is there right now, but that's not gonna last. And every few days the moon will go into a fire sign and last for you know not very long but there's no I mean she's been in fire since June so good we've had fire in the sky and we need fire we have to have fire so when Venus goes into Virgo we have more earth and she will make good relationships to Jupiter to Uranus to Pluto and this is all very positive and very supportive and so even though she's not going to be in her most favored place because she really is exalted in Pisces, when she goes into Virgo, it's the opposite sign. And so that's her fall. But I think this time around, since there's so much Earth in the sky, especially with Jupiter, Jupiter being in Taurus, that's an added bonus in Earth. And Venus will relate well to that as she moves through her, her story and her journey in the sign of Virgo. So this is, this is all 
you know, we're looking at some more optimistic things. I just think we need to get through the Venus-Saturn opposition, the Sun-Chiron opposition, and Pluto going direct, sort of all happening simultaneously. Tuesday is going to be a big day. So just be aware of that and be in a place where you are cutting yourself some slack and you are giving yourself a lot of nurture and care and you are, you know, if you need to take it easy, take it easy. If you need to get some extra rest, do that. Um, this is this is why we do astrology. We want to look at things and we want to move through them with ease, grace, and flow. And we want to work through these things and hopefully come out a better, stronger individual after we pass through this, okay? I think Mars and Scorpio is going to help. You know, it, it, I know people traditionally think, oh no, Scorpio, that's that's mean. That's like backstabbing that's it's passionate it's deep it's intense yes but those can be good things especially when mars is there because it belongs there this isn't about backstabbing people this isn't about hurting people you know you'll probably find more of that with venus saturn not that it's traditionally a backstabbing kind of aspect but you know there's that feeling like i said there's a feeling with Venus, Saturn, that feels kind of unlovable, which we don't want to nurture that. <laughs> we want to nurture. And this is a good, you know, these are good exercises. Sun Chiron is all about the wound, highlighting the wound. The sun is illuminating, illuminating the wound with Venus, Saturn at the same time. These are things to work on this week, everybody. Okay. These are things. Where do you feel wounded? Where do you feel less than? Where do you feel unloved? Where do you feel like you aren't giving yourself enough credit or you're beating up on yourself or you feel sort of that coming from other people because they're oppositions or it looks like they're coming from other people, but it's really coming from you because that's the nature of how this all works and this thing called life. So... Be aware of this. The There are things that are going to come up, perhaps, that are going to give you a very deep sense of where you might feel wounded or maybe, you know, just you feel like you let yourself down. And this is not where you want to go with this energy, okay? You want to go to a place that is supportive. You want to go to a place where you love yourself. You want to go to the place where you understand you're doing the best you can. And this is now an experience of a test of that. And where do you really feel like you can support yourself better? Or where can you go to get support from people who are going to be your friends and your guides and your, and your support systems through this? You may feel like there's nowhere to turn, but you there is. I can assure you there is somewhere to turn in all of this, okay? So I'm actually, you know, Venus, Saturn, and Sun, Chiron happening simultaneously. This is a test of who we are, our willpower, our ability to move through these things, and our ability to get to the other side of it, okay? It's, and seeing it, seeing it for what it is, and it's just a moment, and don't let it disrupt you and get you down, okay? 
So this is something that we really have to move through and get through this week. And then once we get to the eclipse, well, that's another matter. That's, you know, wherever we are feeling complacent or feeling that we need a, or maybe not complacent, maybe we're wishing where things would change. There's certain areas of your chart where you really need things to change and you want things to change and the eclipse may bring those changes you need and you, that you desire. So, uh, you know, none of this, we got to put a positive spin on all of this. None of this is um, bad. It's, it's just, it is. It, you don't want to judge it. You want to neutralize it. You don't want to say, oh, this is bad. This is stuff that we have to say, okay, I'm not going to judge it one way or the other, just see it from a neutral place. And remember, how you react to these things is, you know, all of the game. How you react to these things and how you feel as you're moving through this, you just got to, like, stay clear on your emotions and your feelings and not allow this to get you down, okay? The eclipse happens on Saturday the 14th. It is a solar eclipse. As I said, that means the sun and the moon are together and they are in conjunction. That conjunction will happen at 1.55 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday the 14th at 21 degrees of Libra. The moon will eventually square Pluto after that in the wee hours of Sunday the overnight between Saturday and Sunday, okay? It's really, though, in a place of being close to the south node, which makes me feel that this eclipse is stronger than the second one because this, this is where the nodes are, right? This is where the north and south node are. So the next eclipse is going to happen in Taurus with the sun in Scorpio, and that's not where the nodes are anymore. So this is going to be the last Taurus-Scorpio eclipse that we have in two weeks on the 28th, three weeks on the 28th. And that's really not um, close to the node and it's not even in the same sign. This one to me feels more powerful. We're supposed to be able to see it from Costa Rica, really on the Caribbean side. Everything is booked on that side. No one could get anywhere to go there to see it. So I'm going to try to see it from here, which I should, I mean, it's not that far away. I should be able to see it here <laughs> as opposed to like having to drive across the country with everyone and try to find a place to see it. Um, it could rain too. And then we see nothing. So <laughs> um, we can only hope, you know, seeing it, seeing it is always an interesting thing, but it's not really something that, you know, I have to do, right? You're, we're going to feel it. And that's what's more important. We're going to feel it. Mercury is going to be with this eclipse. It's going to be, you know, 17 degrees while the eclipse is at 21. And that's close enough. Um, 20, you know, 21 Libra, 17 Libra, that's close enough. So, and Mercury is often involved in these eclipses. Like oftentimes I'll say, well, Mercury's in the eclipse because Mercury always travels close to the sun. So it often is involved in the eclipses. So, you know, that's about communication. It's about thought. It's about thinking and, you know, keeping your mind in check while we go through this. So that's this week, a very intense week. Get through it. If you need support, I'm here to give you a session. If you would like, sign up for a session on my website, thegoldenastrologer.com. 
move through this week with ease, grace, and flow as you go to my Instagram and hear me talk about these things. Join my masterclass on Tuesday. You still have time to join it, so you can join the masterclass and we'll talk all about these things. And people will share their experiences and I will answer questions in addition to my giving a teaching about all of this. I'm available for expansion mentoring. You can sign up for that on my website. You can also contact me about it, deb at debmcbride.com, info at thegoldenastrologer.com, all of those good things. I wish you a beautiful week. I will see you on the other side of this eclipse next Sunday on this podcast. In the meantime, you'll find me on Instagram and you'll find me at my masterclass on Tuesday. Have a beautiful week. Thank you for listening. Gratitude to all.